Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast. Mike DiStefano with you alongside me. I have the editor, uh, managing editor for Dauber Prospects, Tony Ferrari. And Tony, did you get a chance to watch any of the uh, clips from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl parade today? Oh, boy, I did. And I just seen the Tom Brady tweet from drunk Tom Brady where he said, I got nothing wrong, baby. Oh, my God. That was just a perfect response, a perfect witty tweet. I loved it. Tom, it's so funny, man. Like, when he was in New England, he he was he had to just be like a good soldier for for Bill Belichick, and now you look at this last Super Bowl and he's throwing around the Lombardi Trophy from boat to boat over the 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 bay of water, uh, and then he's out there just absolutely buckled coming off of the boat and, and needs someone to hold him up quite literally. It was great to see, but. You know, after watching this parade and watching the the Tampa Bay Lightning parade, it got me thinking, if Toronto were to ever win a cup, and obviously I don't I don't want to put that out there that I think they're going to this year. I don't want to jinx it by any means, but if they were to win a cup, do you think that Toronto should do a boat parade in the Toronto Harbor? I think if Toronto wins a cup, it's going to be the Raptors parade times 10. So we're going to need a boat parade. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. That Raptors parade. I, I drove up from Windsor. I brought my two kids. It was a, a wild day. It, it was one of the funnest days ever, though, because it was just so much. Everyone was just there celebrating. And I can only imagine if the Leafs won it. It would just be so much bigger and so much more fun. Yeah. Like, I just kept thinking to myself, I'm like, man, imagine like having this in the Toronto Harbor and seeing those guys put around on a on on a bunch of yachts the entire day and maybe even take it over to to Toronto Island and and uh, you know parade it there. That was I, I just think that boat parades seem like the way to go. Like they, they really oh. especially you said that you were here in Toronto in the Raptors parade. Yeah, that that was a big a big issue. Like a lot of problems happened trying to contain that parade. The the shooting aside obviously, but also yeah. just trying to get them to Nathan Phillips Square took like seven hours. Like it was just such a long process where at least if you're in the boat, you're just like, no one's going in the harbor today until this is done. And then you just kind of go. They just cruise around. Everyone gets to watch, take photos, have fun. And, and I just think it just looks awesome. And especially since, you know, the, the Stanley Cup is, is awarded in the summer, right? Like early June, you go on your parade. It'd be beautiful weather out there. You know, even in your case, if because you're out, out in Windsor, you know, if one of the Detroit, you know, those pitiful Detroit <laughs> teams out there ever won a title, whether it's the, the, the Lions or the Red Wings or uh, the Pistons, you know, if they ever win one, you know, Put around out in the out in the the what you guys what was it called there between Windsor and Detroit? The Detroit River, and yeah. I would love that because I I live right on the river, so my balcony would see all of it, and I wouldn't even have to leave my house. Exactly. But no, it it would be a ton of fun. Like I, I'm not against it by any means. The 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 lone issue that surprisingly I did not see get picked apart. I'm sure maybe just because I'm not 
looking for you know those those people who do pick those things apart but they they weren't very covid friendly it didn't seem like a lot of people not were wearing all. masks out there and i'm not complaining about it but i am going to use it as a springboard to the next topic that i want to discuss with you and that's the covid issues that are plaguing the nhl um i don't know if you saw this but next week buffalo is playing six games in seven nights because of the the games that they had to get rescheduled from missing the last couple of weeks yeehaw oh man that is gonna suck for the sabers that's terrible six games in seven nights like how did that even get approved by the pa yeah it's one of those things where i I look at it and i go okay like clearly the pa clear the nhl trying to make just concessions to get games in because I mean, it's getting to the point where I'm starting to see people, and, and, and they're half-jokingly, but they, there's an element of seriousness, of seriousness to it where they're saying, are we just going to cancel the season and let the Canadian teams try to win a cup this year because they haven't <laughs> won in a while? Like, it, It's going to be a weird year. I don't think every team's going to make it to 56 games. I almost guarantee that, but it, it's definitely going to be a weird year. Well, yeah, you, you talk about so that's happening and then Florida and Dallas are playing four days in a row against each other and then Arizona and St. Louis are playing each other seven times straight like this is just bizarre the way that the schedule is, is kind of now starting to figure itself out based on the fact that they have to cancel some games here, cancel some games there, and all of a sudden you have to, you know, put the games that you canceled back in in late January, stick them in these random off days that you had, but the the season's already condensed, and now yeah, it, it I, turns into you playing four nights in a row or six games in seven nights, or in Arizona and St. Louis's case, where the teams that you were gonna you had like a, a series kind of planned out, and then those games in between those series end up getting canceled. So now you end up just playing each other seven times in a row, and and then you'll go off and you'll play those other teams on a, at a later date. It's it's so weird how the NHL schedule is is now being played out. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think everyone coming into the year was like, oh, this is pretty sweet. We're going to get like baseball series, like three, two, three game sets every once in a while, maybe a four game set. But and now we're starting to get playoff series and it, it, it's going to get heated. I think it's going to be really detrimental to some of these guys, like just in terms of keeping themselves healthy and keeping themselves in like, I don't want to say in shape, but the wear and tear is going to be really tough on if teams, especially like Buffalo. Like you said, six games and seven nights. It, it, man, you almost want to think the PA would step in there and say something, but clearly this was PA approved. I don't think they could do this without the PA's approval, but man, it's going to be rough on some of these guys. And it's like they're easy games either. I think it's against the the Islanders and the Flyers. Like yeah. those aren't easy teams to play either. Buffalo's there. <laughs> it's going to be a tough, tough end of February for Buffalo. Thankfully, the North Division has been clean as of now. We'll, we'll knock on wood on that one. But are you surprised that we're now a month into the season and we're still seeing COVID, uh, like these COVID numbers pop up as as much as we're seeing? Like, I think about the MLB, the NBA, or the MLB and the NFL. As more specifically, I guess we'll talk about the MLB because they're, they're more of a daily schedule where the NFL is different. They just play once a week, but... In the MLB, it seemed like outside of the St. Louis Cardinals where they had to cancel a whole bunch of games and then get them played later on, but it seemed like there was a lot of COVID popping up early on, the first couple of weeks, and then it kind of stopped. 
That doesn't seem to be happening in the NHL, though. It seems to just be getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, it was really weird because in in the MLB, we saw like Miami, St. Louis, these teams flare up and we're like, oh, man, like, are are we going to have to cancel the season for these guys? And and then they were able to make it up throughout the season and kind of at the end. In the NHL, I, I don't know if they're they're just unwilling to kind of push the season back, but I think they're going to end up having to push the playoffs back from when they originally planned them. And I think they do have some scheduling built in. And, and I, I look at the Leafs schedule and they have a couple weird situations where they have three, four days off later in the year. And it's like, okay, well, maybe they could fill games in there if they needed that. And every team has that. But yeah, they're getting to the point now where they're, like you said, six games and seven nights. They're, they're squeezing games in there. And the American teams in particular are going to be in tough. And I think, I think a lot of the American teams are going to go, end up playing anywhere between 42 and 56 games. And you're going to have to go on points percentage in a couple situations. And there's going to be a team that gets kind of screwed out of a playoff spot or screwed out of seating or something. And it, it's going to suck. But in a year like this, if you want to run the league, you got to do it and, and it kind of deal with some of the situations that come up as crappy as that sounds. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online as you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. In conversation with Tony Ferrari, the managing editor at Dauber Prospects. So let's talk a little bit about some potential prospect news and we got some news that have come down in the last 24 hours or so about the OHL potentially returning um we're hearing that the league will return and start on April 2nd for a 24 game season which will be located into four hub cities uh overall what are your thoughts on that Tony it's interesting because I've seen Scott tweet that out earlier tonight and it's right along the lines of something I was told earlier last week. And last week I was told it's, it's not a done deal. It's not something that we're, we're really even all that close on, but things change fast. And th- I mean, things needed to change fast in this situation. So, I mean, a 24 game season. So they're kind of aiming for the same thing as the WHL four hub cities, um, March quarantines and stuff before arriving in the home city. And and they're hoping to finish the season kind of, sometime late June, hopefully, and, and start up in early April. It's still, there's no government approvals yet and stuff. So there's still a lot going on in that situation, but I mean, it's promising. It's, it's, it's good to see. Cause I'm, I'm really pumped to get these OHL kids in there. Cause I would much rather get a 24 game season from the OHL and WHL than try to push the draft back to 2022. Cause scouting two draft classes as an amateur like myself would be terrible. I couldn't imagine doing it as a pro with my job on the line. Well, that was, that was kind of the next question I was going to ask to you. Like, does this kind of put a, a kibosh to the whole uh, thought process of pushing the draft back a season? Like we had heard that was kind of the news cycle last week. Yeah, I think it does. And, and I think I don't know. I'm not going to doubt Drager on this. Drager's, a pro I'm, I'm a guy on Twitter and he's a pro. So I, I'm not going to sit there and try to discredit him on this at all. But I, I did reach out to a couple front offices and a couple people and, and stuff. And, and I got mixed bag and I got some, some, some front offices were like, we barely even ever heard of this. Like this is news to us too. <laughs> like we were just as shocked when he, he reported that. And, and other front offices were like, yeah, it's something that's been discussed, but it's not necessarily ideal. And 
while the GMs may want it, a lot of the pushback I've heard is coming from the scouting departments because, as I said, as an amateur, I would hate to try to scout two draft classes next year. Um, I don't think the pro guys want to do it either because that's a, a lot of work and a, you're doubling your work for the next year, even if you're taking off or taking some of your workload off this year because those guys aren't going to stop working. Well, I mean, how are you getting around that, though? Like, Because a lot of these guys aren't playing right now, right? So, so how are you getting around the fact that people in the CHL just aren't playing hockey right now? Well, it's it's a bit of a weird situation because we look at it and we go, okay, there's th- a lot of people aren't playing right now, but it's one of those situations where would we be saying the same thing as if the Swedish and, and Finnish junior leagues weren't playing rather than the OHL and WHL? And I don't think it would be that as big a deal, and I don't think it would be something that people would be clamoring over. And and yes, the CHL is a massive pipeline from the for the NHL draft, and the OHL and WHL in particular are good good leagues, and I'm not going to de- deny that by any means, but we are seeing a lot of the top guys move and even some of the non-top guys. Like we're seeing a guy like Logan Mayu, who's a fringe first rounder, maybe second rounder, maybe late round pick. Like he's a guy that is kind of all over based on his potential, but he's gone over and he's playing overseas in, in, in I think the, the Swedish third league, uh, Carson Lambos, Brant Clark, both guys are gone overseas. Cole Stillinger has gone to the U S there's a bunch of guys that have, from the WHL that have gone down to the U S. So we're seeing a lot of these guys take steps. There are obviously guys who aren't playing and, and you have to bank on last year's tape. You have to hope hope you've seen some of these guys at private skates and stuff. I know I've been to a few here locally, and and you've seen some of these guys, but you can't – it's not game action, so it's the same thing. But it, it is a tough year, no doubt about it. And ideally, you want all these leagues playing, at least the 24-game season that the OHL and now WHL are, are suggesting. So if we can get those 24-game seasons in, that's going to be a, a lifesaver because – like I said, I, I don't think anyone wants to double their work next year. No, certainly not. It, it, it did seem like, like I said, I'm not saying that Dregs is lying. Obviously, this is a thing that's being discussed, but it seems like something that is not the most ideal scenario for anyone and was kind of a, a last case scenario type of a type of move. And it seems like this would be much, much better off for, for everybody involved. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, price at Rock Auto are always reliably low and the same for the professionals as the do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or your truck and write locked on on their how'd you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. You've got them playing over in the queue right now, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, they are still playing. And then the dub, same thing. They're expected to start back up with very similar parameters in a season. And then the OHL, now you hear today and over the last couple of days that you know they're looking into starting up a 24-game season. Do they also, or have you heard, maybe this hasn't even been brought up yet, but you know, if they do all end up playing and finishing these 24-game seasons, is there still going to be a Memorial Cup tournament at the end, maybe even just a reduced tournament with uh, the, the winners, or, or is this something that we're probably not going to see uh, this season? 
it's something the CHL still wants to do from what I've heard. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be something that they're going to bank on doing, but ideally if they can get the WHL started off in early March and it goes start well, and then the OHL can start off and there's not a whole lot of issues. I think they're going to want to do something. And, and I don't know if it's going to be uh, every, like the host city plus three teams or if, what, what they're going to do because they kind of already do go into a little bubble and you're only bubbling up four teams. So it's that's, not that big of a deal. Yeah. That's what um, I was thinking myself. Like they, they can easily, do you know who's supposed to be the host city this year? Uh, they still haven't announced the host city actually because yeah. of everything that's gone on, but it's between Oshawa and Sault Ste. Marie. Um, I think realistically this year, they're going to be able to go, you know what? There's benefits and negatives to both. Sault Ste. Marie, you're going to be away from people. You're not going to have to worry about the the great big population and stuff. But the the amenities might be a little bit more limited. Whereas in, in Oshawa, you're going to be able to use some of the bigger city amenities, and, and maybe that that's what makes a difference. And they can isolate in a hotel or whatever it may be. Or I, I really don't know which way they're going to go. But those two cities are the ones that are supposed to be hosting. Those are the finalists right now. And, and like I said, I think they want to get it off. I don't know if they're going to. Um, it's, it's probably about a 50, 50 chance right now. And from, I guess, kind of a, a, a lease perspective, like now you, you think about some of these guys who are playing, uh, whether they're, they're, they've been sent to the AHL or they're playing on the taxi squads. Some of these guys who still are, you know, CHL eligible, right they're, They haven't uh, finished their fulfillment and they're not quite on the big club. Uh, what do you, you know, a guy like Nick Robertson, what, what do the Leafs do with him when he returns from his injury? It's going to be tough with Nick Robertson because I, I don't think he he really needs to go to the OHL because it's not it's not necessarily going to benefit him playing this 24-game season outside of he's getting games in it. And that's going to be important this year. And, and that may be the deciding factor is, hey, we just want this guy to play this year because it, it's not a guarantee. So um, I could see a situation where they send him back, but I also see a situation where I don't think the Leafs are fully happy with their, their situation on the wing right now. I, I think there's a couple spots and in particularly Jimmy VC that they're going to need to fill and, and maybe Nick Robertson's that guy, or maybe, maybe Wayne Simmons and, and Joe Thornton come back and, and they fill that void. But I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Nick Robertson in the, in the OHL. If, if it happens, I think it's going to be more about, Hey, we just want this guy getting games rather than, Hey, we, we need you to work on some things and develop. Yeah. I, I think I'm with you. Um, just just because I, I look at Nick Robertson and I, I'm, it's funny you brought up Jimmy VC. I, I, he's been putrid the last little bit. Uh, his his roster spot I think on this team is is wavering for sure. And once this team's fully healthy, uh, and that includes Robertson, his he could be someone who finds himself out of the lineup pretty shortly. But I, then you get to a point. It's like, okay, do you want Nick Robertson to be playing like six, seven, eight minutes a game, like that we're seeing some of these fourth line, the fourth line get some nights, or would you rather him in a starring role, playing you know upwards of twenty, twenty-two minutes a night in the OHL and have an opportunity to play some some quality quality hockey here, um, you know, down in the O, as opposed to just getting a few minutes here and there in the NHL. But now that I say that, I'm thinking to myself, they didn't even let him go to the World Juniors. So maybe <laughs> that like answers the question for me. And then the fact that, look, they, they didn't even let him go to the juniors. So odds are they want him up in the NHL. So I may have answered yeah. my own question there. Yeah, the way I look at it with him is I think he's a guy that if they're going to put him in the lineup, I think they, they don't put him on the fourth line. They're going to put him in a situation to succeed because – they know even if nothing else translates right now, that shot translates. So if you put him on that third line, kind of replace Jimmy VC where he's been playing basically all season 
and, and you put Nick Robertson there, he's going to be able to play with way more energy. He, and, and that's one thing where if they do send him back to the OHL, I don't think it's going to be a worry that, okay, this guy's going to pick up lazy habits because he's not that type of player. He's that, that dog on a bone. He's got the energy. He's got the, the effort in spades. So um, they're not going to have to worry about that if he does go back to the OHL. But I, I think you put this guy in a top nine role. He's got the shot to work and you can add him to the power play. And I mean, the kid's a, a, an offensive stud. So let him produce. And if you put him in situations to, to succeed, he's the kind of kid that's really going to take advantage of that. Well, I think that is going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Lockdown Leafs and follow Tony at the Tony Ferrari. Tony, what do you got coming up uh, coming up in the, the near future? Uh, right now, we're just working on a few different scouting things. Uh, I've got a player A versus player B piece coming out for the draft uh, on Friday. But other than that, just uh, a lot of prospect profiles, lots of, lots of updates on the website. And certainly go check that out at Dauber Prospects. Uh, real quick, actually, I want you to tell me, because this is a Leafs-related trade that I made, tell me if I made out good on this deal or not. Because in fantasy, uh, I was been talking for the last... Geez, I don't know, maybe a week trying to, to hammer out a deal for Zach Hyman. And it finally went through uh, this morning. You let me know how I did on this one. So let me just quickly find. So Zach Hyman, Jack Rathbone, a defensive prospect for the Canucks. That was for the, the listeners, not you. I'm, I know you know who he is. <laughs> and a third-round rookie pick for uh, Philip Kurashev and Yoel Kivaranta. Your thoughts? I think you made out good on this one. I, I, I'm yes. especially in a league like yourself where you, you play in a multi-cat league. You, you have more than the, the just the basic scoring stats. Zach Hyman's going to provide a lot of those other peripheral stats. tonight. And, and uh, I think Jack Rathbone's a really good player. I, I, I still think I have more faith in him than I do of, in Kivy Ranta or even uh, Kurashev being an impact player at the next level. I'm not a huge fan of Kurashev. He's a, a guy that I think is going to produce on a bad team maybe, but I not a huge fan of him long term. So, um, if you're trading his prospect status for for Rathbone, I, I think you win there. And and Hyman's, yeah, Hyman's a better player than Kivyranta. And I think Kivyranta gets a little bit of that uh, love for the that playoff performance <laughs> he had last year. So, uh, good job trading the name value. <laughs> yeah, and that's what you got to do sometimes. That's what you got to do. You know that that's the type of analysis though that you can get at Dauber Prospects. You know, that's the type of stuff that you can get. Anything on prospects and prospect fantasy output, that's what you're looking for. Because whenever I get into a draft, and and I'm in like a couple of dynasty leagues, I make sure when I'm trading away pieces, I'm looking up, okay, well, what are they saying on Dauber? Where does this guy rank on Dauber? What do they think he's going to be? So I love hitting up your website. So everybody, if you are a fantasy, uh, fantasy player and you're in a dynasty, more specifically, as I would say, make sure that you have Dauber Prospects bookmarked on your computer because it is a great, helpful tool uh, not only during draft season, but all year long, um, especially if you're in, in Dynasty Leagues. And Tony, now the managing editor of that tremendous, wonderful website. Uh, so go check that out. Tony, once again, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, buddy. If you guys want some more hockey talk, be sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast where myself and four other Locked On hosts discuss the latest around the NHL. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.